Welcome back to the original box set Shadowrun podcast. We're leaving Alan Parsons' fate hanging in the balance as we pan back to our team of runners. They've managed to convince the abnormally strong and bugified Reverend Cohen to come back with them peacefully to meet Don Louie. Will Pollux let the rest of the team know what he saw when he ascensed? Will the good Reverend stay true to his promise of non-violence? We'll see as our GM Max leads the story onwards for the runners. Pollux is played by Rhett. Sunny Day is played by Cassie, Gears is played by Jay, Odysseus is played by John, and Zoe is played by Sarah. We hope you enjoy listening. I'm excited. Tonight we fight a bird spirit! Shadowrun, join game. Everybody on to roll 20? Uh, I'm on Robin's... Oh, Robin, fuck. Uh, oops, excuse my French. I need to slide someone into the call. Alright, welcome everybody to the next set of original box sets Shadowrun game. We have Robin with us this time, and hopefully we'll be get a chance to have her jump in on this session. If you missed it, Robin had a chance to finish up doing some investigation on her end. So, it was ended in a rather exciting moment as, uh, well, I, you know, I'll let that come out in game. Last we left off, the group had gone to a church in the Redmonds to meet with a reverend who, for whatever reason, had really pissed off this Italian guy, who Lucky needs help from. So, you guys are helping out Lucky Luciano find a priest. It's not really a priest, he's a reverend. I don't understand the titling. But you're helping, and you found him. It's rather easy. They put up no fight. In fact... We're at the point in which he has surrendered himself so that you heathens can take him to face judgment. I think that that kind of pins up to where we're at, right? We left off with Rhett gazing into astral space to see standing before him, not a man, but some sort of strange conglomeration of a man and a bug spirit combined to one. Dun, dun, dun! We pick up there by, once again, we're seeing just that particular view. The man and the bug mesh have large, bulging eyes, carpace, tightness, however you want to describe it, armor. His mouth exists with human teeth and large mandibles stick out on either side. His hands and astral space are long. Really long. Like, creepy long. If he put his elbows on the floor, he could still tap his head. Hmm. I don't know. That gives me the shivers. I don't know about you. That's nasty. That's what that is. And he's got really long fingers. Like, he could pick your brain with them. Anyways. His abdomen sits close to the ground. Probably about a foot more off the ground. And his butt itself is kind of stretched out. And his legs come up. And then they bend backwards, and he sits on, like, the ball of his feet that are half-human, half-insectile. That's what you see in astral space, right? So we start off with, what do you do, Pollux? Where's Sunny in relativity to me? Is she still outside in the doorway, in the hallway behind me? No, no, she's standing about less than a meter to your left-hand side, because as you remember, you were at near the pre- the reverend, uh, to his left, or which would be to the right of Sonny. Could you yeah. move more into your microphone, please? That worked better? 
Uh, yes. But we, we, now we can't see your wonderful face. But we can see your haircut. Nice haircut. There we go. Awesome. Okay, well, I don't know whether or not Sonny has learned to his sense yet, so I'm just going to turn to her and I'm just going to be like, I'm going to try to be kind of nonchalant, just turn my back to the spirit <laughs> on her shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Have you learned how to his sense yet? Oh, yeah, the thing where you do the... She's So she's, like, making weird hand gestures. Um... Do that and uh, don't react. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So, since this is a, a fast-paced, moving moment, and I want you to react to the situation, I also need to know what the other players who are in the room or their characters are doing. Uh, Gears, he was speaking directly to you when all this took place because he had made eye contact, and so when she started talking, he continuously talked to you uh, for whatever unknown phantom reason. What is well, your reaction to this situation? I still had my gun to his head, right? And that's probably why he's talking to me. That that's that that's the reason why. I remember there was a No, I'm gonna say. So uh let's start walking out front, keep your hands down, and if you we run into anyone, tell them that there's no problem. Okay. Alright, that's good. Nice control. Uh this is all at the same time. You can hear Pollux behind you, the guy who burnt his hands off, being like, Sonny, can you do this thing in my mouth? He's trying to whisper, but you're focused on this, so you can hear that conversation going on. John, Odysseus at this point is probably crouched just a little bit with his back up against that wall piece because he got thrown into it, so you're half standing. I remember you had your pistol out with the stick and shock. Yes. Yeah, so that's where you're at. You hear what Gear says. You can see Pollux and Sonny are having this conversation. What do you want to do? Um, I'm going to get up and straighten my suit. Because I, honestly, Odysseus, I have, I have no idea how to handle of this thing. It's ridiculously strong. So I'm just going to be ready to react. Actually, I could probably shed some light on that. You have been trained how to deal with a troll. I'm assuming your your military experience that you had, your security training, told you that if you ended up in melee combat with a troll, you need to get out of it. This man hit like a troll, but at the same time, your action is good. It merits understanding. Zamora. I'm just going to be waiting uh, for any sign from Sunny because I'm still watching the surveillance cameras. So, yeah. All right. The individuals that are in the other room, and since you can see all the cameras, the person in the room with the children has stopped and began looking around at the sound of uh, muffled gunfire. <laughs> well, actually, no, it wasn't even muffled, was it, John? You don't have a silencer. It's got a silencer. Okay, so it was still muffled gunfire. So they heard that. Everybody heard it because there's a lot of those folding walls and they don't stop much in the way of sound. The muffled gunfire went off. The person who's in the room with a bunch of kids stops and begins looking around and is making usher to the kids to move. The people who are in the room with the pews cleaning up, they've stopped what they're doing and now looking at each other like, what, what was that? The only person who seems to uh, be doing anything is a guy who is out walking on the front patio area who's having a smoking a, a long, long haul right now. He's heard that and he meets, reaches into his pocket and starts effing with his comm. You don't have marks on his comm, by the way. Can I 
Can I do something now, or do I have to wait? You have to wait a second. Okay. Uh, maybe I should put Mark's on his comms. All right. <laughs> All right, so when we get back around to you, we can move toward that. So now we're going to kind of shift backwards in that direction, knowing that everybody done. Jay, I'm going to let you make a charisma plus negotiations roll to convince this guy to come along peacefully. You're going to gain four extra dice because, well, he wants to come along peacefully. If you horribly botch, I'm pretty sure he's just going to wreck shop for a minute. Okay, you said charisma plus negotiation. Charisma's three, negotiations is two, so five plus four. Nine dice. You can buy two successes or you can roll. I can buy two. All right, I'm going to try to roll. Uh, we're doing D6s. Nine. And greater than five. Ooh. I didn't roll it right. Hold on. Seven successes. No. It would have been two successes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had the arrow right the first time. All right, so two successes. Um, yes, the guy is going to come with you. He's going to follow what you said, and he's going to keep his hands out in front of him crossed like he's waiting for you to tie his hands up or put handcuffs on him or something. I'm going to tell him there's, there's no need for that as long as you don't make any sudden moves. All right, Sonny's turn. Is it, oh, is it, does, is there, I'm going to ask him, is there a PA system or something in his office? Um, he could answer yes, but Zamora could also see that as well, just an FYI. Well, I want to ask him. Uh, he, he will say, no, there is no PA system for broadcast across the building. Okay. The PA system is called a fire alarm. Or yelling real loud. <laughs> All right, did you want to sense? Um, yeah, I'm going to sense. All right, and I'm so... assuming I'm going to need to do like a composure roll. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, we're going to call for a composure because yeah. this is completely alien. I feel like I need to do a composure well, roll. Yeah, your, your drawbacks, <laughs> I, I think I think you should definitely do it based upon your drawbacks, your character's history. Oh, oh gosh, okay. One, two, three, four, five successes. I was setting the limit. I also included my guts into that, just FYI. Oh, yeah, and you're supposed to. Yeah. Um, I was actually setting the target number at half of its force rating, so you succeeded. I did? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so... So, my... It, that, I, I do the astral yeah. peaking. Um, I see this thing. My eyes bulge out of my head, like, completely. I, I probably gasp, like, trying to hold it together, manage to not start screaming... And I'm going to re- immediately remove myself from Astral, just so I don't have to see that thing. White as a sheet. Like, what the kind of acid trip did I just put myself on? So, that's my that's my reaction. Do you want to re- flee the room, or stay where you're at? I'm going right to stumble. I'm, I mean, how close am I? I'm going to start stumbling back to the Less door. Less than a meter. Yeah, yep. he's walking, because Gears has now got a gun toward him. And now he's, he's coming close about, to right, me? Gears? Yeah, he's nodding yes. So, okay. yeah. So, as you're coming back out of a sense, he's, like, right there in front of you. Yeah, I'm backing out. I'm, like, stumbling backwards. Um, one of my heels might break off. I don't even know. I can't even. 
All right. So, do you walk to his left, or do you get behind him as you walk him out, Jay? I want to... I was trying to think of how I was going to do this earlier. I want to, like, put my hand around him like we're buddies or something, and walk him out where people can't see the gun. Uh Uh-huh. So you're going to put your arm around him, and then you're going to have the gun up against his midsection. So they're going to see that your arm's pointed that way. Or you can put your gun into your coat and stick your coat up to him. You know, the... I was thinking about that. If I can do that without it being obvious, do the coat thing. Yeah, but... Uh, charisma plus uh, stealth to make it not obvious. And Sarah, go ahead and do the necessary dice rolls to put marks on this person's calm. He's flying on a metal link, so it doesn't have much resistance. Two successes. I got uh, three successes, and that was all three marks at once. Oh, very nice. The comm link got three successes. Oh, no, that's the wrong dice roll. Sorry. I was about to say, how does the comm link get three successes? The comm link got a critical success. Comm link's like, ha! no. All right, so the comm link gets one success, reducing it. And are you brute forcing that or sleezing it? Please. All right. What was your OS score? What, did you figure out your OS score? Remember last time you were paying attention to it, or did you? Yeah. It was mid twenties, at least. It was in the mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Just reminding you of your OS score. Okay. Because do you have baby monitor running? Yes, always. All right. So, as per the rules, I sent you that um, because you got. Two extra successes. Because you got two net successes, that means your OS score goes up because it's a sleaze maneuver. I was wrong about that when I talked to you earlier, that um, hack on the fly and brute force do not add to your OS. That it was actually a mistake. They do add to your OS. There was something else about hack on the fly. It was uh, changing grids. Oh, that and also the extra hits act as automatic matrix perceptions when you do hack on the fly. It was like a twofer thing. But there's not enough to infer. I just kind of want to run these mechanisms because that way I know when you do it next time. Anyways. Ah. Bam. You hit with three marks. Um, that's your complex action right there. He's tr- right now dialing into the, the number to the police department, so you have at least one more action phase, or one more round. Jay, you put your arm around him and begin walking him, slide the gun into your coat as you start heading out toward the door. Sonny is reeled back at this point in time. She presses herself up against the wall and gasps as she sees this man walk by. Although you know when you first looked at him walking in the room, he looks completely normal, now you can't help but feel like there's an uneerie level of magic surrounding him, yeah. making him look normal, but he's actually not. Not normal. At all. <sighs> and so you feel like there's worms moving in your guts up oh. and down. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm going to puke. By the way, Rhett, um, I still uh, I need you to do a composure roll as well. First time really seeing a bug hybrid. Not really. I'm going to keep it together. 
Composure, composure of eight. So it's just eight dice. That's it. That's it. Nothing special. Nothing special. Flip it around. And the first there. roll you got was one, two, three, four successes. Yeah, so. Second one was four successes. You're good. All right. Um, you're bothered by it, but you've heard of these things. Being in the Orclium research people, being with the OLM, wasn't it? OMC. OMC. You've seen a lot of creepy, weird pictures inside of some of those books, so it's now seeing one in person. is like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> what spells do I have? <laughs> oh, wait, uh, very few, you know? Oh, okay. Oh, this is great. But you're keeping yourself together because this is go time, professional time. And now it's Lucky's turn. As he sits and waits in the car, like a good little boy. All right. Gears moves him into the hallway, walking with a warm embrace, and he quietly is saying to himself, like a chant almost, Yeah, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, blah. And dude, he is in it. He is in that I am chanting to myself these holier-than-thou phrases because I am fine. God will see me through this terrible situation. As you're heading back toward the door that leads into the bath, not the bathroom, the nursery, the door to the... Because you guys came through the nursery and Sonny went around. So I'm assuming you're taking him back the way you came? Or did you want to go through where the other people would be at? No, we don't want to go where the people are right now. So, so there's a way to go without going through where the people are. Nursery. Got it. We're heading toward the nursery. The door opens up to the room with the pews and whatnot. The guy is holding some pamphlets. The other guy is standing there with the, like, the, the rag and the oil because they've been cleaning the pews. They see what you're doing and whatnot. And this, uh, Reverend? I, I tell him, be cool. Be cool. And, and they're, they're staring. The Reverend's assistant says, Whoa, my children. I have been summoned to do atonement. God has placed before me a path that is filled with vile and treacherous things, and I must cross it alone. And they're just staring in awe, you know, that they're rather dumbfounded. Uh, are you following after as Gears? Gears is taking command, so, and he's leading this guy out. Man, yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to... Try to put my face back on, you know, and get, like, so I don't look like I'm freaking out. That's my new plan. Okay. And then I'm going to follow after them while, like, making the eye contact with Pollux's character, like, what the frack did I just see? Okay. Pollux, are you attempting to stay in position or follow after years? I'm going to stay behind everybody else. I right, so you're going <laughs> to... As best I can. Yeah. And I'm going to whisper to Sonny, I said, don't react. <laughs> All right. Um, Odysseus, at this point in time, you can see Sonny and Pollux are having this quiet conversation. Gears is taking this guy out into the hall. He's having conversation. The priest, the, the reverend is having loud bouts of religious discourse. And did you want to stick with Gears? Pull the back. What does your Odysseus want to do at this time? Uh, well, I was thinking I was going to take Caboose, but are Sonny and Pollux not leaving? 
That is correct. We are not leaving yet. So if you would like to I'm, leave in front of us. No, I'm going to I'm I'm going to walk over to them and say it's time to go. Okay. And since you're assessing them as well, I want to let you know that Zamora stopped and she's doing this and playing with her phone a lot. It, so these so do you want to bother us or do you want to bother the girl who's probably ha- talking to her cat right now? That's, that's true. I Okay, so I, I I I won't I won't go to them. I'll I'll ask Zoe what's going what's up? What's going on? I'll say I am handling the situation right now. Some person's trying to call the cops. I'm going to break their phone. Uh but I do need to get out of here. Alright, so are you going to assist an escort her out, or are you going to wait for everybody to leave? What do you want to do, Odysseus? I'm going to start ushering people out. Alright. Like, I'm I'm caboose, so... <laughs> I'm caboose. Get the fuck moving. Yeah. Alright, so you this put... This rolling out! True, true! You put a hand on Zamora's back and start uh, guiding her, like, doing handler's job as you're pushing her in the right direction. She's paying attention. But she's also messing with her phone, and you walk up to these two, and are like, what was that thing? They're having this whiz conversation, you just reach out and touch the two of them and said, come on. <laughs> is that is that a, the, a good interpretation? Yes. Okay. Okay. When uh, Odysseus does that, Sonny's going to wave him forward, like we're handling some situation, we're talking right now, and this is a private mage conversation. <laughs> we're we're gonna walk up with you guys. So she's gonna wave you forward. We're gonna keep. Uh, we're we're not gonna stay there, but we are gonna have a private conversation. Hey, the boss. All right, Zamora, drop some dice to brick this guy's phone. What am I looking for? For uh, just actually, I guess turning it off. You yeah, you, you you have three marks on it. You if you if you just want to turn it off, you can tell it to turn off. You will be doing a a reboot device, computer plus logic versus your data. Uh, you're using your data processing versus the device's willpower and firewall. And well, if you do that, it'll immediately shut down and then reboot on the following turn. So it'll go off for one for one one round. So if I wanted to just like brick it, like crash, you're crash. talking a brute force attack and do enough damage to break the phone. Or you can data spike it and do damage that well. You can data bomb it <laughs> and do damage that way. Um, you could also format the device and then shut it off. So his phone is you did you know back to factory settings. I will brute force it. All right. Then you didn't actually have to put any marks on it. All you had to do is cyber combat plus logic. And it inflicts one damage for every two net hits. Okay, so I got four successes. So that means it does two points of damage for a brute. We'll use this as an example. That would be two points of damage for brute force. And if you had done a data spike, which would have been cyber combat plus logic, it would have done damage equal to the attack plus one. Your attack rating, which is... Yeah, I think data spiking is going to be your better option. Right now, your dex okay, attack value is... Four. So, a data spike does your attack value, which is four, plus one extra point per net hit. You got four net hits, so it's now up to eight damage, plus an additional two points per mark you have on it. You had three marks, that'd be an extra six. That'd be 14 points of damage to it, and it would get its device rating 
plus firewall, which is two dice to resist 14 points. So it would stop one. You'd take, do 13 to it. So data spike was probably your best bet. Now it's bricked. Okay. When you move into the nursery, the guy at the door says, uh, you know, one guy is like, I don't understand. The next guy is like, Father, are you, Reverend, are you okay? And he continues with his uh, holier than thou rant, uh, ranting and says, I shall be fine as I walk through the shadow of the Valley of Death, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Odysseus is ex- escorting Zomera out, uh, Zoe out. And so now we're, you guys are leaving the building. He's not going to resist at this time. Jay's made enough successes that he's going to just walk with his hands out in front of him as you guys are leaving the building. What goes on with the conversation between you and Rhett? Okay. So what was that? I believe that was an insect spirit inside of a man's body. I think we should get paid before we uh, leave or before we turn him over, and then uh, just get the hell out of there as fast as possible. You realize I'm the one paying you, right? Yeah, well, you still need to get paid, right? <laughs> he, he's going to give us information. This is okay. Good. Yeah. Well, whatever we're getting, we should get it long before we <laughs> let him in there. I think um, our best course of action right now is um, don't panic. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, don't that's, panic that's, yeah. and don't tell anyone else. Yeah. Until later. I'm not, I'm not getting in the car with him. Well, you can go ride up with Jay. I'll hang out back there. And But um, actually, no, you need to ride in the car with him because at this point, he was going to squash Odysseus like a pancake. Okay. So, just in case, I know <laughs> I can't do anything to stop him. Except, you know. All right. You might be the only back. one to stop him besides that he doesn't want to be cooperative anymore. I'll give my best shot. Okay. <laughs> All right. The, I forgot what they're called. Parishioners are following you guys at a distance, and and they seem bothered. Uh, you guys walk out into the night. It is... It's raining. See how bad it's raining. It's been long enough for it to change. Uh... It's just a nice rainfall pattern all over the place. You guys walk out into it. The uh, hmm? Am I able to do anything to calm the people down and make them like reassured that everything's going to be fine? Yes. That, that was my next question. Zoe, since you found one person with a phone and they were willing to start making phone calls, were you going to hunt down other phones? Just wanted to know. Yeah. We can deal with that in a second. You could make a charisma plus negotiations, and it would delay the period of time by which they call the police. Okay. Um, I'm going to, you know, as they continue to follow us, and it's like, would I know anything about, I don't know, see me, I don't know anything about religion in general, but do all religions have some sort of, like, last rites kind of thing? Anybody who does religious stuff? Yeah, most of them do. Uh, Uh, he... He just got an urgent uh, message that some care care visit is needed. Yeah. So um, she's going to you know go back to them and you know like we're really sorry to cause such a disruption and for you know trying to for any kind of you know out of context things. It's just that there's a really important person who wants to speak directly with 
the Reverend, and he's in a really tight spot right now. He might not make it through the night. Okay. Go ahead and charisma plus negotiations. This is a first-time encounter. Mm-hmm. And Zamora, there are two more phones in the area. One, two, three, four, five, six successes. All right, so technically, if she doesn't get both phones, they're going to wait for about an hour and a half before they start calling the cops. Okay. I'll let you go ahead and resolve the dice rolls as I continue on, because you're going to be able to hit the place until the cars get a distance away, so you've got time. You guys walk out into the Seattle night. The rain's coming down into the closed-off parking lot. You can see the normal street fare as what was before you went in. People moving about. Gears, as you get them outside, I, I'm assuming you, you got a raincoat on or something? Or you, no? Yes? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, you get outside. Uh, the noise level changes between you and the vehicles. Do you want to call them? Yes, yes. I'm going to yeah, call my vehicles. All right. Do you need, all right, so you're walking across this parking lot, heading toward... Was it the fence, you guys? We, we, we came into the fence, right? Yeah, Gears busted a lock on the front gate, and Odysseus actually went over the fence on the other side. That's right. All right, so you guys head over toward the the gate opening, and as you do so, uh, Gears manipulates the vehicles and then parks them right there at the opening. So when you guys, I'm assuming somebody moves forward, pulls the gate a little bit, so you guys can then take them out, and you're putting them in which vehicle? I'm going to walk him over to the back of the van. I'm going to tell him... Uh, we're going to be cool, right? We're going to be cool. And I'm doing my best Samuel Jackson from Pulp Fiction voice. We're going to be cool, right? Get in there. Get in the back. All right, he'll get in the back and he'll be like, God is with me, child. I need no coolness to survive this moment. God loves you. You're not doing a bad thing or a bad person. Your sins can be washed clean. Yeah, that's, that's great. All right, who's getting in the van right with him, or is somebody coming in through the side door? You know, I'm I'm getting in the the back with him. Okay, I'll get in the I'm, back with him also. I'm going to sit in the passenger seat. Um, so Lucky's in the passenger seat. He's yeah. very happy about I mean, you sitting in the seat with him. Never mind. Never mind. I don't want to do that. Never. I'm getting in the back. I'm staying as far away. You from could as you could ride with Jay in the car. Good. Ooh, I could. Can I do that? I want to drive with Jay. I've never got to sit in Christine. I, I don't. I don't know. That's you guys. So that means uh, Gears drive. and uh, Zamora are in the uh, Blue Demon. Mm-hmm. And before I walk away, does it does it look like John's got the situation under control? Like, yeah, totally. He's not going to throw me around a second time. Okay. <laughs> Good deal. And Pollux, are you, so you're riding in the back? Yes, I am. How long do you guys think the trip will be to get all the way back there? Who would know? Well, you guys can't take the highway anymore. Jay's got to go driving through all the non-highway locations. The bikers are out. It's going to take... Like an hour? At least an hour. And then there's several checkpoints between here and there. It's going to be messy. And it's going to happen real fast. <laughs> what? Well, Jay doesn't have access to every single section of town. He's going to get stopped at, you know, uh, cross points and checkpoints <laughs> where guys are going to be like, why are you guys, what's going on, you know? 
So you guys got to think about that, or Jay can leave town and loop all the way around Seattle and come back in. Jay, whatever you de- decide, just let me know about 10 minutes before we get there. Um, how long would it take if we left Seattle and looped around? An hour and 25 minutes if you keep close to the speed limit. What's that? If I speed, can we cut that down? Oh, yeah, yeah. How fast do you want to go? How fast can I go? How fast can the van go? How fast can the van go? <laughs> uh, you haven't tested the van's high speed yet. You know that there's a high-performance uh, engine in there, and it also has a uh, weight set that allows it to lo- ride low to the ground, even at higher speeds. So you know the van can handle it because it was pimped out. But you're probably thinking to get top out about 110, 115, where you don't know the car's top speed. Yeah, I'll do I'm, – I'm going to ease it up to 110, 115 and, like, and reevaluate it like every five miles over the speed limit until I get to the fastest speed that I can go. Okay. So you guys pilots the vehicles. Lucky's just like, hey, hey everybody's back. You brought the friend. What's up, father? And he says, Sarah, and turns to sister, hello, son. Are you the man who I need to speak to? Nah, nah, you, it's not me. It's a cousin of mine. You get to talk to him. It'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fun. We're just going to have fun, right, guys? Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. Ah, uh, come on, Doc. You look like you're scared. Gears, let's go. Let's get, get us out of here. Oh, uh, we're gone. All, All right, right, so <laughs> you guys begin pulling off. Um... I need you to make a logic plus uh, street knowledge roll as you're picking your path. Now, I-9 is the location that you're going to be taking around the edge of Seattle. It's through a lot of rural places. This knowledge check is to realize where all the potholes are. 90. Sorry, I-90 is not that well kept up like some of the inner city roads. Four successes... As you're getting going through the Red Moms, getting ready to head out, you think for a minute, huh, you know, if I take some of the toll roads and run the risk of getting them on, you might be able to get across town in about 40 minutes, maybe even 35 or 30, but you got to get on the toll roads. And the problem with the toll roads is... You don't have access. You need some way to attack their internet, their matrix icon and tell them it's okay for you to get on. You've used most of your RFID devices up. No, I got plenty left. You still have plenty left? Well, you're going to need oh, someone yeah, to attack. You're going to need... I have 27 left. Oh, so you're going to need... You can use an RFID to attack the first one for the blue car. But you need someone to do that for the van at the same time, because you guys are going to be at, uh, front to back. Okay, this sounds like... Um, Zoe type stuff, so I'm gonna bring this up with Zoe and ask her what she thinks. Like, yeah. she's sitting next to me anyway, so I'm just gonna talk, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure, let's, uh, let's do this. <laughs> this will be exciting. Alright, so you wanna, you wanna run the risk, hack, uh, the toll company's information, uh, with using an RFID device so that you guys can get a free ride across the toll road and haul ass down the free highways or the highways so that you're unhindered by gangs or potholes or anything like that. Yay. Yeah, that sounds exciting. Okay. Um, 
do I have time to like reset real quick? Like my baby monitor and all that stuff, like shut down and restart. I don't know. Let's figure that out. All right. So as he said, he wants to get there quickly and you need time. It's just a quick reboot, which really doesn't take that much time. So I'm going to roll 3d6. And if I get 10 or uh, 9 or above, the answer is no. If I get uh, anything less, the answer will be yes. Five! Yeah, you've got time. All right. So you need to put marks on... You're going to be using the RFID tags. You need to first get a code that will be recognized. You use the RFID devices. So, Jay, this is going to use up two of them. Okay. And Sarah, first you need to mark each one of the ID tags, and then you need to edit their file, which is computer logic. So one mark, can you buy buy enough to make one mark? Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, how many can you buy? I can buy two of them. I roll four dice. So do you really want to run that risk? Do I, I add my sprites dice onto that too, right? <laughs> oh. Because you use your deck to rewrite the file. Right. Okay. Uh, what matrix, what grid are you on? Uh, I would assume public. So you gotta lose two, two dice there. Are you using a signal scrub? Uh, sorry, a noise reduction or something? Yes. Alright. This part of the city, the noise is only a two, so you're... Oh, that works. So that makes it zero there. Okay, I can buy four then. I get to roll four dice. So yeah. unless I roll amazing. And the answer is no, I don't roll amazing. <laughs> you want to do that again? Because you, you want to buy or roll? I mean, buy is fine. Buy is fine. And successful. So as she's driving Jay, she sits there and goes, yeah, I can do this. She plays with her deck for a minute or two, then holds the two devices up, and she looks at one, and it goes it goes from a red light over to the green light. Then she looks at the other one, it goes from the red light over to the green light. And uh, so, Zamora, what you see as you're doing this, you look up, and he's zipping through the streets at high speeds. He takes an off-ramp as he's heading toward the front of the off-ramp. You've never taken these toll roads before, so you don't know what you're looking at at first, but it is a series of metal barricades that are actually out of the ground. They're pneumatic, and they react instantaneously to go back into the ground when a proper signal is given. If not, they just stay up until you hit them. So what you see is the blue demon zip up this on-ramp, and the metal bars go down. And then you guys onto a highway. It's clear. It's clean. It's perfect. It's pristine. The paint in the center of the, the, the lanes has never been as cracked. Every reflector reflects beautifully, giving back 110% light. There's lights all the way down. Not a single ounce of trash, and the rain all gets shot into one direction. The road is the right texture of roughness that even a balding tire gets perfect grip every time on this beautiful, beautiful highway. As the blue demon takes, as you guys hit uh, the highway, J, and there's openness, the blue demon decides that she, I'm going to call it a she, the autopilot takes in and starts pushing to go faster. 
because there's nothing but open road ahead of you. This is not uncommon. You've had this experience before where the car suddenly starts wanting to go. And so you're in the car and everything kind of starts blurring by really quickly. Then you look over and you can't, you know, when you're sitting in the passenger seat, you look over the, the driver and there's the needle and you can't see the needle anymore because he's going so fast. And the, the only number you can read on the speedometer from over here is 105. So the needle's gone beyond 105. Am, am I outrunning the van? Yeah, she, she doesn't give a shit about the van and all this crap. So you guys watch as, as you guys are zipping through. And mm-hmm. I, you're not on autopilot. Oh, we're not? You're, you're, you're not? No, no. I'm, I'm assuming Jay right now is half-assed controlling the vehicle. Okay. Because he can control this one while he's in AR and then send signals back to the van to tell it what to do. Can I? I want to, like, pat the dashboard a little bit and maybe, like, rub it a little bit and say, all right, baby, we got to slow down a little bit. I know you want to have fun, but we'll do that later. All right. Make a charisma plus negotiations roll. You have, uh, your gearhead will apply to this. Gearhead, and that did what? Gives you an extra two dice. Right, okay. All right. So that's seven. Mm-hmm. Four successes. All right. Uh, yeah, Zamora, you see this entire interaction take place, and the speedometer begins dropping back down. As you guys pulled onto the highway and whatnot, you see the metal bars shoot down, and as it gets out, the red lights turn into lines in the back of that car. As it just it just goes. You see it gets down toward the ground, and mm-hmm. like it lowered less than an inch from the actual pavement, and just... <sighs> and even though the speedometer on this thing is kicking up 80, 85, 90, and it's going pretty... That car's just gone. Damn. I mean, this car is like four times the size of the car that she drives, so she's like, I'm a tank driver! (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know tanks could go 90 miles an hour. Windshield wipers. (laughs) Zipping back and forth. Meanwhile, in the back of the van, the guy sits there and he is sitting in the floorboards, the flooring of the van, and he's praying. Oh, Heavenly Father, please see me through this as my one of my darkest hours as I have been confronted by uh, the devil himself has sent his minions to drag me from my home of solitude where I do no wrong in your eyes. And so that's what everybody in the back of the van is enjoying, his wonderful sermon. Anybody want to do anything in the back of the van? Yeah, I'm going to cuddle up next to Odysseus and start prepping a spell just in the palm of my hands. Just getting ready in case he tries to do anything. <laughs> I'm gonna fill the back of this van full of acid. <laughs> I'll live. I don't know about everybody else. <laughs> Are you sitting where you're facing toward the back of the van or the back of the van facing forward? Well, that depends on where Odysseus is sitting. So. Uh, um, I am right next to the door, because if shit starts going south, I'm going to open it up. Because I'm not going to get trapped in this box with somebody as strong as Ed. Okay. And it's completely understandable. So, uh, Rhett, would you be willing to acid spray toward the front of the van hitting everyone else? No. No, not really, no. I'm going to huddle up next to him because uh, I'm going to be prepping in, uh, what's it called? Uh, Increased attribute in my body. So I'll increase Odysseus's uh, better qualities 
in an attempt to save my life. <laughs> so, charisma. <laughs> Community! Talk him down! I was, I was figuring it was going to enhance your Kama Sutra skill. Oh, yeah! <laughs> All right. Oh um, god, I just thought a horrible thought about seven minutes in heaven with his priest. Like, you know, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> It'll make him see the light. <laughs> the people in the front seat, which is you and Lucky, do you do you want to do anything as you sing the, the... At this point, you can see the brake lights come on in the car. And the van's still speeding up, but you can see the car, the distance is closing back down. Okay. Um, well, uh, I'm glad that he decided not to drive off. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, at this point, uh, Sonny is not going to really do much of anything, unless, like, Nick is striking up some sort of conversation. Like, she's just going to be focused on... Driving, driving. 105 miles yeah, an hour like, in downpouring rain on a highway. With no skill in driving. At all. Driving a tank. Driving a tank. That's that's her main thing right now. Okay. Yeah. If, right. if something bad happens... <laughs> You know, I can only imagine, Nick, I'm busy right now, <laughs> trying not to die. Shut the hell up. Um, uh, Jay, are you autopilot? Are you piloting the van? Are you autopiloting the van? Or are you letting Sonny do the work? Sonny, do you need me to autopilot? The, or do you need me to drive the van? Do you have drive skill? No, I don't. Because if you don't have drive skill, now would be a drive skill check. Yeah, um, no, uh, that would be helpful. Okay, I'll drive the van too. Yeah. All right, so... I like, I could handle it at 90. That's basically my limit. Everything over that is just like, nope, can't do it. Okay. So, and then back in the front car, Jay, you're losing two dice because you're an AR. You're splitting your action pool between two vehicles, giving them commands and whatnot. If you let the blue demon, Christine, control herself, but you convinced her to slow down, you don't have to roll for her and just roll for the van. But if you want to control both vehicles, you'd have to split your dice pool. Split the dice pool so I would roll half the dice? You rolled it whatever way you want. Like, if you've got nine dice, you put three one way, six the other. Split however you want. Um, I've got nine, you said? No, I said if you have nine, you can oh. split it three okay. and six. What am I rolling then? Agility? Uh, it is your reaction plus... Drive? Pilot. Oh, pilot. Okay. Because okay. I, I do believe that was the sad, his reaction for driving. Let, yes. And I get two extra, you said? No, no, you lose two because of uh, oh. the grid that you're on. Um, oh, God. Can I put... Did I have to split it before I rolled? Yeah. So this basically, I'll translate this into you're driving the van and Blue Demon is driving herself. Sounds good. So all you're doing with her is negotiating the speed. Right. All right. 32 minutes on the highway gets you from one end of Seattle through this toll road to the other end, dropped off on some smaller highway, heading to Auburn to get back to the Italian restaurant. There is a, I, I want to plug something here for a second. There is a, another podcast out there called Violent Life. Yeah. And it is pretty amazing. It's about a Shadowrun world musician she's a very popular singer vendetta violent and on the car ride back some of her music is playing 
as well as somehow you accidentally run across some disco elven pop. No, it, it's nothing you can dance to. Not dance like that, you dance like this. Listening to the original box set Shadowrun podcast. Our runners will pick right up where we left off next week. In the meantime, you can connect with us via Facebook or YouTube to check out actual play videos of the original box set playing Shadowrun and other tabletop RPGs. Today's featured music is titled Epic Song from Alpha Brutal, and trust me, the whole song is pretty epic, so check it out. A big thank you to Joe from Relative Dimension for hosting our podcast. We'll catch you next week, chummers! Now for all this legal dreck. Original box set is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License. You can share us, but please give us credit. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership over the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to original box set, that's us, to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with original box set in any official capacity whatsoever. Oh my goodness, that's so much. Okay, bye.